Okay. Um, let me pray. Heavenly Father, we pray, would you lead us? Would you speak to us? And would you minister to us this week? In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're going to journey this week by uh, looking at uh, some of the story, a well-trodden story of Holy Week. But we're going to look at a few of the key events uh, leading up to Jesus' death. And what we're going to notice during this week is we're going to notice some things about people's posture. Our posture matters. It says a lot about us, how we hold ourselves, what shape we're in and how we do things. So what is our posture towards God? We start in the Garden of Eden. No, we don't start in the Garden of Eden, that's a separate talk. <laughs> and we start in the Garden of Gethsemane this morning. Let me try and put some slides uh, as well for you as we go through. Okay, so we're in Matthew, um, in Matthew 26. Matthew 26, 36 to 41. Then Jesus uh, went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Didn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked. Peter, what, uh, Peter, he asked Peter, watch and pray so you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So what do you hear? I wonder what you hear when you listen to Jesus' words. Couldn't you keep watch with me an hour? I mean, do you hear disappointment in Jesus' voice? Do you hear anger in Jesus' voice? Do you see hear frustration in Jesus' voice? Do you hear rebuke in Jesus' voice? Or do you really actually sympathise with the disciples who were tired and exhausted after tumultuous events in their lives. Things have been building for Jesus and the disciples. For three years, they've been on this amazing journey. In what turns out to be the last few days of Jesus' life, his earthly life, things are getting extremely difficult. His enemies are closing in. His destiny is at hand. And Jesus here is beginning to experience the agony and the pain facing death and crucifixion as it draws nearer and nearer. Apparently, near Gethsemane, 
there's a cave that some people believe that the disciples were told to wait while Jesus went into the olive graves to pray late at night. And Jesus asked his three closest companion, Peter, James and John, to go with him and to stay with him a while, to be with him, with him as Jesus goes into the garden to pray on his own. We see Jesus falling to the ground. And what we see again, and we didn't read all these passages, uh, all these verses that follow the verses we read, Jesus goes back to his disciples and finds them asleep. Three times he finds them asleep. This is repeated three times. Now commentators uh, remark on the fact uh, that these, this three-time repetition shows a similarity between the temptation at the beginning of Jesus' own ministry. Three failures here of the disciples are contrasted with Jesus' not yielding to temptation. And see here that at Jesus' greatest point, it could be said, of need, his disciples are found sleeping. Could you not wait with me an hour? Could you not wait with me an hour? This kind of phrase that Jesus says to the disciples points us to ask us, us ourselves as his followers. Am I, are we awake or asleep on the job? Are we attentive to Christ's purposes for us and in us? Those who know your New Testament will know that being awake is a phrase used about being spiritually ready. Ready most often for the return of Christ, as we see in the New Testament, but also simply by being ready to do what the Lord requires of each one of us. Responsive, the prompting of the Spirit and the needs of those around us. Not asleep, but awake. I remember quite well um, the first time these verses really struck me. I was 19 years, I knew these verses, but they really struck home. I was 19 years old. I was in Ghent in Belgium on a mission trip. And I remember listening to um, a Christian um, leader who led a sort of ministry of prayer and intercession called Dick Eastman. And I remember him talking around these passage and simply sort of talking about, could I, Tim, not give an hour of my time to God? Could I give an hour of my time? Now, as a 19-year-old who was quite earnest, but also a 19-year-old who had a million other things he wanted to do with his life, it did take hold of me. Could I take time to read his word, to study, to pray, for either the needs of the world or the needs of the church or brothers to worship was what's following Jesus worth giving an hour for. Do you know, in this season, I think of being cocooned this last year uh, that many of us have lived through. Yes, we've had some freedoms, but often many of us have spent huge amounts of time 
in our own uh, company and often in the same place. Where I'd suggest to us that it's the temptation to be asleep is even greater than it would be normally. I wonder whether God's asking us again. What's God saying to us? Have you, have I, have we fallen asleep when Christ needed us? Do we need to wake? I'll leave a couple of, um, sorry, going the wrong way. Just going to leave a couple of, just maybe 30 seconds for a few things to reflect on this morning. Firstly, am I awake to what God is calling me to? How can I give God an hour? of my time and whatever I did with that what difference do you think it'd make to my own or other people's lives around me let me pray this morning God of compassion and mercy. For each one of us, we recognise this morning that there are many times what our spirit has been willing, but our flesh has been very weak. Lord, forgive us. Heal us. And help us. Or would you help us to stay awake and to listen to your voice and be used to do your will in our lives? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.